Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dallas Morning News says it was a successful surgery for Mike McCarthy, who yesterday was feeling uncomfortable, experiencing abdominal pain. Dan Dan Quinn was like, yo, man, you do not look too well. You need to go get checked out and looked at. Went to the team's medical staff and had to undergo emergency acute case of appendicitis surgery. Say that three times fast. (laughs) So Coach Mike is apparently still supposed to be at the stadium and coaching. Is he going to be downstairs? Is he going to be upstairs? Jerry Jones with more on that tomorrow, uh, 1030 with the KMC Masterpiece. And we will have Patrick Walker in the final hour of the show, but a little medical issue for Coach before the Eagle game. Yeah, and like not even you know, yeah, yeah, what handful of days before the game, he's got to be up, standing for three hours, uh, and then calling plays. Seems like a lot. Get him a get him a director's chair, get him a megaphone or whatever. Get him a get him a stool like Derek Dooley. Don't make him stand out there. I don't know. You put him in the booth. That's that'd be that's very odd. The booth, the booth head coach, very Joe Paterno. Yeah, has that ever been done except for Paterno? I'm, I think guys have done it for like standalone games, yeah. like 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 one offs, yeah, 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 like yeah. like this situation. I'd love for be. a head coach to get a job and announce at the opening presser, "I'm going to be doing this upstairs." By the way, this, <laughs> this is your so reco- according to uh, myhealth.alberta.ca. You know those Canadians; they're not going to you oh, know University force, force you back to work too quick over there. Uh, your recovery time <laughs> depends on the surgery you have. If you have the most minimally invasive one, they say you can expect to return to work or a normal routine one to three weeks after surgery. So he's trying to Aaron Rodgers Achilles this thing. <laughs> he's trying to show up A-Rod. Meanwhile, a lot of people think this could go a long way in deciding the MVP as some sites in Vegas have Dak as the favorite. Some have Purdy as the favorite. What's Bill Barnwell saying about it, RJ Choppy? Well, he's got uh, – you know, he, he kind of went away from some of the traditional names, the Mahomes and Hurts in this thing. Uh, so he was talking about unconventional candidates, positions who don't win the award, playmakers on pace to set records, and quarterbacks whose profiles did not attract serious MVP consideration before the season. And right there at the top is Dak Prescott. Before the year, quote, an, av- an above-average quarterback without a superstar ceiling. And currently, the hottest QB in the game. The write-up. Very few quarterbacks would qualify as an unlikely MVP candidate given how frequently they win the award. Among vets, Dak is getting virtually Dak was getting virtually no MVP buzz or chatter over the offseason, which was instead dominated by naive concerns over his interception rate. That has regressed back to his prior career mean. And while he's been pigeonholed in a solid quarterback uh kind of realm, who would never compete with the likes of Holmes or Allen for hardware, that is changing fast. We talked about this before the season. I remember when you first got MVP odds this offseason, Sean. I remember we were reading about, and Dak was like 15th or something like that. It is stunning to me that they wouldn't hedge a little because I remember all three of us were like, yeah, if you can get Dak at plus 3,500 or whatever the heck it was to win MVP, that seems like a good bet because if he plays well, he's an easy pick. Like he's an easy person to have in that conversation, and he's doing more than just playing well. He's playing the best we've ever seen him yeah. play 
and it's arguably right up there with the best six to seven week stretch we've seen from a Cowboys quarterback. Well, since week six, since the win of the Chargers, is QBR 79.8. All right. Second place in that same time is Trevor Lawrence. Okay. The gap between Dak and Lawrence is bigger than the gap between Lawrence and the 12th place quarterback at that same time. Wow. Now, the first what, five weeks, you know, bring it down a little bit. But since week six, I mean, the dude's been unreal. Seth Walder, who you guys like, said, Hertz has a lesser QBR than Dak with a better offensive line and better receivers. What is the case for Hertz besides QB wins as MVP? I don't see it. So I feel like water. that's right. I feel like we were ahead of the Nationals on this about three weeks ago when we were like, "What the hell is up with this Jalen Hurts as a slam dunk MVP candidate?" So yeah, I mean, ten and one will help do that um, at the time. Ten and one, and if like, if they wind up going uh, fourteen and three, uh, you know, the Eagles. I mean, he might have a really good chance to win it, no matter what Dak's numbers are, just because we've seen it before. They they like to give it to the guy who's the quarterback of the one seed. Ross Tucker, Philadelphia, WIP, former Cowboy at 720. It's always fun to fight and argue with him as an Odyssey NFL insider. And then Mike Tarico at 8 o'clock. Babe Laufenberg at 840 during an absolutely loaded Thursday edition of Sean and RJ. It's the show of whales. Is it going to go? Is it going to float? Is it going to swim? Nope. Oh, Ryan. Ah, oh, there it is. He was asleep. You'll float, too. The fat, slow whale this morning. Um, okay, Rob, must have been licking their uh, barbecue rib plate. <laughs> Robert Sala, what a mess in around the rest of the NFL. Robert Sala is going back to Zach Wilson. Apparently, Zach Wilson has accepted oh my God. the job he, back. What a, what, a, what a novel concept. Accept the role of playing in the National Football League. And Robert Sala said, we always believe Zach was the best quarterback in terms of giving us a chance to win, even though they played two other guys in front of him recently. They just cut Tim Boyle's ass on Tuesday. Boyle, Trevor Simeon both playing, but Salah said, you know, we're just trying to spark the offense. Uh, very talented quarterbacks, but don't get me wrong. In my opinion, Zach gives us the best chance to win. So Zach Wilson is back at the controls, and, I, and I'm wondering if Bobby's point has validity yesterday. Has Robert Sala mucked this up enough with the Joe Beningo text messages with Zach look, Wilson man. and all this stuff? Has he screwed up the endorsement of Aaron Rodgers to get this job back it's next a, year? A, I wonder. It's a bad look. I mean, you're getting into uh, you're, you're having you ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. You're huh. having you know, uh, well, you're popping conversations, you know, dissertations from with uh a media member, not not even a media member, a former, a semi-retired media member. That's it. Who was pressured more, Robert Saleh into putting Zach Wilson out there, Brian Cashman into making a trade for Juan Soto? Who was pressured more by media and fans? Like I, I cannot believe the um, the, the 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 teams in New York City. Cashman is who, the answer. Yeah, you're right. But who are because I don't think Jets fans are clamoring for Zach. Like no one's like no. put Zach back in like. Zach Wilson's done there as a New York Jet. Uh, he will not be there after this season, in my opinion. But this thing has gotten messy. It has. And, like, you know, it's like they're they're sitting there and they're running their team off of talk radio. Yes. It's crazy. Man, and if you know the talk radio in New York, you know that's about the worst option you could run off of. But, <laughs> I mean, that's wild that Salah thought, of all the answers I could give to, to these blistering questions about putting Zach Wilson in there, I am going to say that I intentionally played worse quarterbacks the last two weeks. That is such a stunning admission. That's either gross negligence or it's such a stupid lie and reflects how dumb he is that he should be fired either way. <laughs> that is so bad. Could you imagine how much we would crush McCarthy if he said, yeah, these last two weeks I've played an inferior quarterback on purpose. I thought it would spark the team to do that. We would lose our minds, especially if they lost those two games. Or if... Things felt and got as messy around here as like the Jets. Oh, where's Woody Johnson? You know, we we be we be destroying 
We'd be we'd be broiling Jerry Jones. Look at the mess that you have underneath of you. It's just like and the leaks, the issues. I think what this is yesterday, the him leaks. saying that that's what it is. It's he's probably panicking over you the leak it. info, and he's trying to come up with who's panicking more, like the Dodgers over Dave <laughs> Roberts talking or. Uh, Robert Saleh over Aaron Rodgers getting ticked, <laughs> upset over the leaks. Man, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to be in the crosshairs of either, of either of those. The fact that Dave Roberts apparently gets pulled aside by Dodgers PR to yeah. like, hey, you need a talking to here. That's a little bit more of a ridiculous one to me, though, it is. It is the Shohei one. But Zach and, Wilson, this this one's just a disaster. And you have now agreed with Bobby Bell when it comes to Otani irritation. Oh, man. I, after careful consideration and thought, <laughs> Hell yeah, I, have, brother. I have come over to the Bobby Belt side. This is what he is doing is one of the most egomaniacal things I've I've that, that you could possibly do. Um, and you know, Buster t- only on TV said, you know, like the angels don't tell him to do anything. They say, go play baseball. That's it. They don't ask him to sign autographs. They don't ask him to go to talk to sponsors or anything like that. He offers no help. He doesn't try to grow the game outside of actually playing the game. And that's a very telling, if you have a pro- an employee not willing to do stuff outside, like their main job to help the company in any way, like to bring more money in, which would help everybody. I mean, like, what an egomaniac. It's just, it's a terrible look that he's got right now. And the sport can't do anything about it. They can't force him to sign. They can't force teams to sign these guys quicker. But what a miss. This was a huge miss for Major League Baseball. They had, I mean, name me the, this is arguably, arguably, the biggest free agent ever in any sport ever. Like, you know, globally, one of the biggest. And he has completely gone. I mean, he could have said, this team's in, this team's in, this team's in. And he could have gone there and given updates. Get on the get on the, get on on the the press conference and give us updates every day. What's going on? What are you thinking? I mean, it'd be great. It's, it, that's one thing. That's one thing to just remove yourself. It's another thing to enforce a media blackout with teams and basically tell them, you can't discuss it. You can't, like, put my name in your mouth. You can't do it. Okay, fine. You don't want to talk about He's it? He's testing fine. them. It's no. I'm against both of you guys. It's silly. I'm against both of you silly. guys with this. We, we don't know who. We, we're, we're, we're assuming that we don't know anything about Shohei. We're starting to do these media narratives, like uh, and 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 accuse him and blame him for all this stuff. Shohei Otani can pick who he wants when he wants. He's not responsible. I'm sorry to tell you guys, he's not responsible for Major League Baseball's freaking PR problem. He's not responsible for Major League Baseball having boring coverage in the winter meetings. He's not responsible for Major League Baseball yeah, having is. a water. No, he can do what he. he yeah, he's no, choose he's, your damn team based upon what you want in the contract I, and when you're comfortable in doing it. It's a it's a lifetime decision. But I want to hear all these people on Major League Baseball Network bitching and crying that things are boring around here because you guys have to talk about Craig Kimbrell. And you have to go to your shot of the boat inside the hotel 50 different times. That's not Shohei Otani's fault. But but, but in a a way it is. Now, it's not his fault fault, but the whole sport's at a standstill because nobody, no big name will sign until he signs. I don't put that responsibility on Shohei. But it's not on Major League Baseball either. Okay, well, it's not on Otani. It's more, it's not on it's him. Not, it's not Shohei's job to. It, it's not his keep, job. It's not his job or responsibility to keep the entertainment of the sport rolling uh, in the offseason when he's trying to pick his team. We, we should. And he's testing who's got a big mouth. What he's doing, Aaron Rodgers believes, and you can make fun of Aaron Rodgers all you want. Rodgers believes it is a sign of a bad organization when these leaks happen. So to me, Kevin Durant going to a meeting, wanting to make sure things don't get out. He's testing the trust factor of these teams. I don't think it's to the point that you guys are making it of, man, if you mention my, if you utter my name in public, you're eliminated. He's testing who he can trust. That's the, that's the way I see the, it. The, the two names you just threw out there as comparisons, Kevin Durant and Aaron Rodgers, would you say those are yeah. big ego guys? Sure. That's, I'm just saying, he is an ego maniac about this. It's fine. But he, he doesn't t- want to do it. He doesn't want attention. He can't be, you can't have it both ways. What? He doesn't want to go out and do signings. He doesn't want to go out and be the me face. You guys are calling him selfish for not being PR, a PR machine. But now you're saying he doesn't, you know, he wants all the fine, attention. Fine, his own, his own personal choice, what he wants to do with, with his attention or everything else, fine. Great. Go with it. You essentially start dictating to teams, though, like you can't talk about it. That's ridiculous. I I don't I I, I don't know MLB how much gave him teams, the opportunity more, to make this five hundred million. He he owes them a little something of like the team should be able to talk about this. We need some of this juice too. Well, I heard he, the Blue Jays talk about it yesterday. I'm more concerned if he and we don't know this again. We're all assuming. I'm more concerned if he has these 
team structure mandates of, hey, got to have a six-man rotation. I got to do this. Yeah. I got to do that. But, you know, Corey Seager had his own program here, yeah, too. I, and I don't we know. all just conveniently forgot about that because they won the title. The, the Corey dif- Seager was doing things on his own, too. The, the difference is, is that Corey Seager um, plays for us. Yeah. No. no, no. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. Like, the, Corey Seager doesn't, doesn't uh, grow no. the sport the way Shohei does. Okay. All right. The problem that baseball has is their two biggest names, players, Trout and Otani, yes. have no desire to be in the limelight or promote anything. Now, it's not their job to be marketers, but it sure as hell helped when uh, Peyton Manning was in every commercial. Agreed. It was great for the NFL that he was in every I'm just, commercial. I'm just saying him, I think we're talking about like five different things here, and people are frustrated because there's nothing else to talk about with baseball hot stove except for Juan Soto getting traded to the Yankees. Seven-player deal is done. Bobby, how much does this worry about the American League? I don't know. It does. I'm trying to think of a, a comp for this because, I mean, these things have not worked out for the Yankees before. Stanton has kind of blown up in their face. Kind of. I mean, yeah. it definitely has. That that was never He's one like that, the Ar- Stanton's the Arlington, Virginia house. <laughs> the, the, it's the Stanton thing uh-huh. is like you've got, and that was one where they kind of stole him to begin with or they thought they did, but the Stanton thing kind of blew up in their face. I just don't know. There, There's, if I can't understand why San Diego's just so quick to purge him, especially after the decline we've their seen. Debt, they had that $50 million debt they owed. Let's baseball. get to our Philadelphia frenemy. To get you ready for Cowboys Eagles Sunday night, former Cowboy offensive lineman Ross Tucker joins us next on Sean and RJ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On the line is Odyssey NFL insider, former NFL player Ross Tucker. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips. It feels like it has been a while since we've had Ross here on Sean and RJ. Mike Tarico coming up at 8. Babe Laufenberg at 8.40. SMU coach Rhett Lashley at 9. Good morning, Ross. How have you been? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? It's snowing here, by the way. Oh, oh man. Okay. Yeah, good good thing. It, well, it's only Thursday, but good thing it's a Cowboys home game and not an away game, I guess. Yeah, then you guys wouldn't be able to uh, tush push. Yeah, the uh, elements helped so much against San Francisco last week. Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired already. Yeah, it's a little chilly. I'm feeling a little chilly. I'm feeling a little chilly for this interview. A little cold. I uh, saw that you were on WIP for an hour, so. That put that put us in a bad mood, but let's see if we can change that. Uh, an honest conversation. That's every week, bro. That's every week. Oh. Wednesdays, eight thirty to nine thirty. Oh, well, okay. can I tell you they love me? Did they love me in Philly? How can you not? Could you possibly talk to about to them for an hour about? 
Oh, we take calls and stuff. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we take calls. It's it. I I I highly enjoy taking calls from people. The Eagles are ten and two. Yeah. They lost the game, and there's like. There's, there's only two categories, it feels like. Either like, oh, my gosh, everything's over. Like, they're not good. Jalen is regressing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or doesn't matter. Nothing happened at all. Like, I'm not even acknowledging that they lost. Like, it's just one game. It's like there's like there's no in-between. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just funny. No, nobody, nobody calls in and is like, yeah, I mean, that was pretty bad, but it's only one game. <laughs> like, it's either one way or the other. It's funny. So your uh, your most popular tweet as of late is, let's have an honest conversation about Jalen Hurts. What is that honest conversation that you're having? Well, first of all, um, it shouldn't be that whatever. I mean, should we even talk about what David Carr said? I, I don't even know if we should talk about David Carr saying that he should be benched for Mariota. Well, I think he got, he got, he got Ross Tucker a yeah, little bit. That was a bad headline. That was a, that was a, that was a media spin at the NFL network really screwed over their own talent. He was, he was saying, give Jalen a little bit of rest for the bigger picture. And the whole thing got spun to him saying Marcus Mariota is better than Jalen hurts. That's, I mean, I thought it was kind of screwed up. No, I agree. He did say he thought, though, that Mariota would operate the offense better right now than Hurts would. Right. Which I don't agree with, but I, I understand. Uh, so here's the deal. Two things about Hurts that are noteworthy. Number one, it's still pretty clear, and it kind of has been all year, I'd say, even though they, they have such a good record. He's not running like he did last year. Yeah. And, and whether it's like the knee injury – the, the bone bruise on the knee or whatever, and he just – it's pain or whatever, or he just is trying to protect himself more. He doesn't – like, when you watch him run, it, it he doesn't run with the same, like, vim and vigor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. He's laboring. Year, like, he, he looks ran, like he's laboring. Yeah, last year when he ran, like, he ran like he meant it, bro. You know what I mean? Like, he was – he was going to get yards. He would run people over. Yeah, like Punishing. Uh, this year, it's like pretty clear. It seems like he doesn't want to run. And honestly, I felt like that was a little bit started even before he supposedly hurt his knee against the Jets. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there was something bothering him or it was just he's got this contract now or maybe the Eagles have hammered it in, into him to like protect himself more. I, I'm not sure. That's number one. And number two, which is probably more troubling, and – it's so funny because they kept winning, so like, it's almost like we weren't talking about it, or people wouldn't notice it. But now that they lost, even though it was really the defense that gave up six straight touchdowns, <laughs> now people are talking about it more. But he's just not getting the ball out on time as much as he used to last year, right? Like last year, they were a machine. I mean, he would drop back, ball out, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard. The run game, I mean, they, they were like a beautiful offense to watch last year. And this year they're still 10-2 and, and they're still good and all that stuff. But he holds the ball longer. Um, there are guys that are open early in the down and distance, and he won't, he won't throw it to them. And only he could really answer why that is. I think at times it sounds weird, but he almost like gets spoiled by how good the O-line is. Like, I don't know if you guys watched – or how much of the Niners game you watch, but it's like there are times where he has like five seconds, and it's almost like he's gotten used to that. Um, that's just not reality. You know, any offense, and you guys see this with Dak, although Dak's been doing more stuff off schedule this year, you still feel better about it when it's like the quarterback gets the ball, back foot hits, ball out to an open receiver, catches it, which, you know, the Cowboys have done a lot this year. It's been impressive. Is he – Maybe trying to throw more to to prove to the world that he is a passer. No, I don't think that because I think he proved that last year. I I just think he's he's not trusting what he sees as much now. Like they'll show you until you know the first play of the game last week. Jack stole the backup tight ends wide open because Goddard's out, and so then the question is like, did he just not throw it because it wasn't Goddard? Like, did he just not throw it because it's the backup blocking tight end? You know, we don't know the answer to that. But that's some of the questions that people have about him. I mean, it's, you know what's really funny? Do you guys realize a week ago he was the favorite for the MVP in the National Football League? Yeah, it was it's funny. Like, <laughs> which, by the way, which, by the way, on some level, 
just tells you that nobody's really exactly blowing it out of the water this year, right? I mean, yes. like this week it's Purdy. Yep. Now Sunday night, you know, if Purdy's just okay against Seattle, and if Dak lights up the Eagles and Dak plays really well, and the Cowboys win, which is a distinct possibility, by the way then I wouldn't be surprised if Dak is like the MVP favorite next week. So like if the MVP favorite is changing every week, yep. probably tells you that nobody's really, you know, separating themselves all that much. That's why everyone has uh, gotten the MVP wrote uh, vote uh, incorrect, except for me, uh, as I've been saying that it's uh, not even one of these quarterbacks the whole year, uh, that it's Tyreek Hill. Who's, who is your one, two, three MVP? Um, I don't know. It changes so much. Changes week to week. I would say, uh, in some on some in some order, Tyreek Hill, Dak Prescott, and Purdy. What's different to you about watching Dak play right now during this run he's on? Um, I think I think he's. It seems like he's more confident in who he's throwing it to. I mean, like I, some of these throws, like even like the touchdown to C.D. Lamb. I mean, he's Dak is just playing like a, a man that is truly believing in what they're doing and who he's throwing the ball to. Which, by the way, what's up with your guy sandbagging all of us? I mean, McCarthy says last year after Kel, oh, after you the guys, appendicitis after after 105 no 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 not that part of it <laughs> after uh after you guys at 1053 the fan fired Kellen Moore last year um he quit after that happened <laughs> McCarthy says you know Kellen's trying to score points and run up the scoreboard to get a head coaching job I've been there yeah. like I, I just want to run the ball and rest my defense well yeah what what, what the heck is he doing guys I mean Mike McCarthy the biggest negative I had for the Cowboys coming into the year was Mike McCarthy as the play caller. Yeah. And he's been outstanding. I mean, well, way better than he was the last time he did it in Green mm. Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't know where all this came from, but McCarthy, basically everything I said about McCarthy this offseason, um, don't, don't, don't replay those tapes. Don't go back and listen to those shows because well, I was very, very wrong. Well, very don't, wrong. Don't, 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 own, don't own your wrongness yet because – we here on this show, uh, it's been it's it's an amazing topic, but we believe uh, that Mike started off uh, with the way he did, the way you criticized him uh, would be wrong. You were correct. Then he said, "Uh oh, we need to change this, and we need to revert back to maybe what Kellamore was doing." So, not necessarily growth, but an admission of being wrong early on has has led to this Cowboys explosion of points. That's the way we feel. Well, whatever it is, it's working, and yeah. it's super impressive. I mean, their offensive line is playing awesome right now. Like, awesome. Uh, we know about C.D. Lamb. They're getting good contributions. I feel like the Ferguson kid stepping up the way he has yeah. has really helped you guys. I, I thought there might be more of a drop-off when you let Dalton Schultz go, but Ferguson's made a bunch of plays as well. They're impressive, and they're going against an Eagles defense where – you know, Ferguson's got to be a major factor in the game because the Eagles struggle right now, linebacker and safety. So it's got to be all about the middle of the field, whether they put CD in the slot or Ferguson. You know, that's where the Niners attacked them. Heck, that's where the Cowboys attacked them week nine. Ross, you know, you mentioned the, the secondary struggling there. And, you know, I know Seth Joyner kind of called out the secondary for their lack of physicality, their lack of willing to come up, you know, and, and make tackles. Is that a fair criticism of that secondary right now, that they're playing a little timid? And, and what is the issue? Why are they having so much trouble covering right now? So a couple of things, right? So first of all, they the two guys that started and played every snap at linebacker, in that game, there's a chance, maybe not this week, but there's a chance that those guys don't play any snaps like in two weeks. Because Zach Cunningham has clearly been their best linebacker. He was out with a hamstring injury. And then they just signed Shaq Leonard. I mean, the one, they just signed Shaq Leonard. And the one guy that started, they just cut him. Hmm. I mean, they'll put him on the practice squad, but they just cut him. And then the other guy, Nick Morrow, played really poorly. 
So they really, really, really struggle at linebacker. Um, although, in fairness, that's a position that they never really value that much, and they never really invest much in that position. And then uh, the safeties, I would say, you know, just been okay in Bayard and Blankenship. And I feel like the corners, you know, Slay and especially Bradbury, you know, they, those guys are getting up there in years a little bit. They're probably both a little bit worse than they were last year where they played pretty well. And then even at nickel, I think the Bradley Roby's pretty good, but then they'll, they'll still put the undrafted free agent Eli Ricks out there sometimes, and he got exposed. So, I mean, they just have and, – and that, that happened against the Cowboys too. They have too many important plays where undrafted rookie free agent Eli Ricks or Nick Morrow or whoever is like covering Debo Samuel or CeeDee Lamb, and that's just not going to go well. And that's the problem more than anything else. And, you know, Seth – I understand where Seth's coming from, but there's a lot of corners that don't really want to hit yet these days, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there aren't that many, there aren't that many corners actually that are like really want to tackle you and hit you period. And I think that, you know, the way Seth played and the way he was brought up and playing for buddy Ryan, like that's like uh, unacceptable in his mind. I get it. The great Ross Tucker, uh, Odyssey insider joining us here on one Oh five through the fan. All right. You saw him up close. So when 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 healthy when everyone's there, uh, do you have to play a perfect game to beat San Fran, or do you got to play a perfect game just to compete with them? Well, I think you have to play a really really good game to beat them. Really good game to beat them. Um, I don't think you have to play a perfect game to compete with them. Um, you know, guys, I you know I, I picked the Niners to win last week. I. I, I think most people saw that coming, right? I mean, the Eagles have been winning these close games. The Eagles have played Kansas City on a Monday night. They got back Tuesday at 4 a.m., short week. They play the Bills. The game goes to overtime. And then what people don't realize, like, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick played over 80 snaps against the Bills. Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, the two young D tackles, they played the most snaps of their career by 20-some snaps. And then they were going against the Niners team that had played on Thanksgiving. So they had 10 days off. So it was like bound to look like that. I think the Cow- I mean, I think the Niners are really good. I don't think they're that much better than the Eagles or the Cowboys. I think the Eagles or the Cowboys could beat them. I mean, because what happened is like the Eagles just totally ran out of gas. You watch, you know, the Niners were breaking tackles left and right. They're, they were they, they were running on the Eagles. I don't really envision that happening. If they play against each other again in the playoffs, I don't think the Eagles are going to be run over like that and getting tackles broken left and right. They really, and this sounds like an excuse, it's not. The Niners are the better team. Niners deserve to win. But the, the Eagles look like a tired team that ran out of gas. And I don't expect, you know, the Niners to convert every third down like that the next time they play. Who do you think wins Sunday night, and who do you think wins the NFC East? Yeah, two different things. I think the Cowboys win Sunday night uh, because the Cowboys have to win. Let's be honest. I hope you guys realize this. This is a must-win game for the Dallas Cowboys. If you guys finally want to get to the NFC Championship game at least for the first time since 96, <laughs> that's, you're not doing that as a wild card, man. It's just hard to do as a wild card. So they have to win this game. I mean, this would be a really nice win for the Eagles. And the fact that the Eagles got embarrassed Sunday and they're getting Goddard back and they signed Shaq Leonard and they might get Zach Cunningham back, I think that gives the Eagles a really good chance Sunday night. But the Cowboys have to win this game. And quite frankly, even if the Cowboys do win this game, which I predict that they will, I think they're the better team right now. I think they're playing at home. I think it's hard for a team like the Eagles to sweep the Cowboys for all these reasons. I like the Cowboys to win the game. Even if they do, though, guys, I mean, look at the remaining schedule for the two teams. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys still have to go to Buffalo, to Miami, play the Lions. Those are all losable games, whereas the Eagles play like the Giants twice. They play the Cardinals. So I think the Cowboys win Sunday night, but I think the Eagles still win the NFC East probably at 14-3, and three, whereas the Cowboys are probably 13-4. and four. 
and have to be the wild card, which sucks, but that's probably what's going to end up happening. Explain to us, Ross, as an offensive lineman, what is actually happening in the execution of the tush push up front and whether you agree or disagree with Goodell on it being banned, if that report is true. Biggest difference between the Eagles and other teams I see is twofold. Number one, the left side of their offensive line, those dudes are straight-up monsters. Like Landon Dickerson, 6'6", 355 at least. Mylotta, they list him at 365. Last time I was told, he's 380. Mm. So, and, and because Mylotta is from Australia and a rugby player from Australia, he has taught those guys what to do in, I guess it's called a rugby mall. It's not a scrum. It's a mall. He's taught those guys the key, and the key is to keep your hands on the ground and stay on your feet and just keep moving because everybody else, when they do a quarterback sneak, they just, like, dive forward, and then they they don't have any more power to keep going because they stop their feet. Watch the left side of the O-line for the Eagles. Those guys, they, 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 they stay on their feet. They bear crawl. So after the defense, all falls flat on their face or all does their initial surge, and then they're just on the ground like a fish out of water, the Eagles get stuffed on the first second of it. But then it's that second surge when the pushers come in and the left side of the line keeps running their feet where they ride that wave. And, dude, they get like two and a half yards on it because of that. And I'm surprised these other teams haven't realized you got to chop down – Dickerson and Mylotta's legs. You can't let the left side keep running their feet because they're just too big, they're too strong, and if they can keep moving their feet, it's eventually going to be it's, – it's like a wave. It's like you're at the beach. It's like a wave that just keeps going. Good to hear from you. Uh, you're a media mogul, TV, seeing him, hearing him on television, radio, the podcast. Uh, he's got nine different things tagged in his Twitter account, <laughs> of which he doesn't follow at least me back, but it's good to have you back. Good to have you back. Enjoy the Why game. Why would I follow you? Like, your next tweet will be like, uh, they need to get Dirk Nowitzki more playing time. The Mavs need to get Dirk more <laughs> playing time or whatever it is, right? Like, something I don't care about even a little bit. What? Not even a little bit. Wow. Oh. Oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Shots fired. Man. You see, I knew this was going to be contentious. Yeah, I mean, but it's you follow Jimmy Kemsky. Nobody likes him. Like, I read every tweet. Twitter is like a uh, a news resource for me yeah. to keep up with the stuff I have to know. So I don't follow local people in other cities because I don't care that Luka Doncic swore after the Mavericks won by fifty points. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I thought Super we were Luka Doncic. He's a good player. Friends, or yeah. you know, had a see. He's too big now for the beer at the Super Bowl party. That's it. He we'll never see him another we Super Bowl. Never he's, see him he's again. He's too big now. No, you nope. know what? You know what? I'm going to try to do that this year. I'm going to try to do it this year. Good. Well, maybe well we're not us. going. We're going to the we're going to the hockey game. Hockey game. We're going to the Vegas Golden Knights game, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You follow, right, well, follow cool. Ari Myrov. I'll just, go with you guys. I appreciate. It. I'll go with you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, have a good weekend and enjoy the game. We appreciate you as always. All right. See you guys. Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
a tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you know, we'll save high low for tomorrow. We'll do a fun Friday Ooh. because we got Tariko at eight. I know it's you're sad, uh, but maybe we'll get a Tolo to assist us in Wiley for the final firehouse tour of the year and up until the spring. Thirty two hundred McMillan in Wiley. Uh, very cool. Uh, very cool setup we're gonna have out there. This but- is a sound. This is the most hype I've heard. Yes. But I, two weeks ago, I had people saying. Where are you at Friday? I'm like, it's not this Friday. Where are you at this, that Friday? I, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people that are going to be coming out. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, apparently, they've got a really cool, like, um, like a, a monument uh, to 9/11. Uh, to the to the twin towers out there, uh, so we're excited, excited to go on out. Yeah, it'll it'll be a good time. And this is you're right. There's been a lot of chatter from I've heard from a lot of people. I was doing Market Street yesterday. There were a lot of people who were like, "Oh, I'm gonna come out there." And you know, there's if you are east of Dallas, it sounds like this is this is the one that you're gonna want to get to. And so I know we have a ton of people listening. Wiley, we get texts all the time from people out in that area. So this will be. Uh, I think this could be the biggest one yet, especially knowing it's the last one. If you guys want to come out and see us on the road, you want to get your Tolo beanie, you want to get your Texas State Brazil, this will be your last chance for probably six, seven months, something like that. And so. you had 40 people yesterday at Market Street? Yeah. No way. Yes. Yeah, we had a lot of people come out there. That was one of our uh, biggest ones. We had uh, Donna, uh, a Tolo Ooh, who is in uh, Frisco. She said that her boss <laughs> over at, uh, okay, Richie Valens, settle down. Uh, she Dude, said sorry. that her boss, Jason, who also lives in Flower Mound like I do, her boss over at Edward Jones, Jason, she said... Uh, he knew I was coming out here. He told me to say he's a big Mike Fisher fan. He wanted you to to know that. So I got that shout out there. Uh, and then there were several people. I had like three or four people who were like, "Man, I used to listen to other stations, and this is this recently I switched just because they you didn't guys want to fall asleep so- while driving." Yeah, and so, so I, I, I it was a hazard. I hit them all the time. Uh, Tom, he's a brand new listener. He won some stuff yesterday. He said he's been listening for just the last couple weeks. And then uh, Blake. From Highland Village, a Marcus alum from uh, 2016. Blake said, uh, he was very particular. I was like, oh, I'm out there. I'm in Flower Mound. He goes, well, yeah, I was Highland Village. Like, he made sure to put that divide in line. Uh, Like, you're not me, buddy. Thank you all. Thank you all for turning it on, leaving it on. The G-Bag Nation today, live from Globe Life Field and the Rangers Toy Drive from 4 to 7. Stop by the Globe, bring a toy, and get a ticket for a select 2024 Rangers home game. Wow. Toy for a ticket? Are you kidding me? Uh, and then tomorrow, we're going to be at Firehouse Number 4, as Choppy said, and then KMC live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in Bedford. Miller Lite giveaways, including tickets to the Eagle game Sunday night. So you're turning it on, leave it on station, out and about today and tomorrow. So we'll save high-low for tomorrow in Eagles version. Choppy, you got a uh, Chop Senior update? This was, yeah. This saddened me last night. This saddened me. Not a good one. Um... He has stopped eating. Well, man, now my dad's in a home, uh, like very advanced dementia. I, my mom said it's been like 13 years, uh, and I'm like, "There's no way that he's, what that he's had it. That he's had dementia. Oh, like that's and she said that's why he was forced to retire. And I said, "Do we live in the same? Do we are we are we related? <laughs> that that was not the case. It's like Bobby keeping score in power rankings. Like, have you?" Uh, have we been here together? There's no way. He did not have dementia when he was working. <laughs> I don't think he did. Uh, now, maybe, now, look, maybe she would know more than I would. She is married to the guy. Yeah. I mean, that would be uh, the whole time you've been here, right? Pretty much? 13 years? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, we were doing, he was doing a radio segment. Yeah. He's doing bits. He sang at uh, an event. Did he? Remember, he got, it was at, uh, was that, I think it was a community beer, maybe. He got up and sang a, I don't know. CeeLo Green song or whatever. That was, whatever the hell it was. That's it. I love that. that. There's only one song. I yeah. love CeeLo Green. That was, that was I love that song. Yeah, it was a good song. Uh, he, he got up and sang that song. So, like, there's no way, but whatever. So, she says, and I, again, this lady, I swear to God, one of these days, she, I go over there yesterday, and she's on the phone. Like, she gets a phone call from my sister, and she starts going in. Talking about my dad not eating. And I look over at her in the middle of phone call. I said, yo, I'm right. You didn't tell me. <laughs> right. I'm right here. Yes. You guys are talking about this like this is a known thing. Yeah. 
Could you let me in on the secret? Mm-hmm. If he stops eating, can I go say goodbye for yeah. crying out loud? Right, could yeah. I bring my kids over there to say goodbye to their grandfather? Holy cow. What would they say to that? The kids? No, you're... Oh, no. my mom. Uh, well, I just didn't want to bother you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a bother, Ma. Okay, you're not bothering me here. But uh, he's he's she's like, he stopped eating. Um, and they say, they, the, the hospice nurse says... Uh, when it gets close to the end, they lose their appetite. They have they have they have no desire to eat, and eventually that is what you know saps them of their strength, and that's winds up is what kills them. And I'm like, well, just I said. So she was going to go over there last night. I said, listen, you get over there. I want you to shove some food down his throat. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got to do. She goes, I can't do that. So they choke. And I said, you know what? Make it a liquid. Give him a protein shake. Anything. Shove something down his throat. So this guy makes it to the weekend, so I can get on over there and bring my kids. Because I don't want, you know, I, 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 I don't, I've got my BetQL show tonight. I can't do it today. Um, you know, some things come, some things take priority, Sean. And that is sports gambling. Um, this takes priority. At least they could do is pay you then. Yeah. At least they could do is pay me. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate that one. So there's not like an exact timeline on days? They don't know. No, there's nothing. There's no, there's no timeline because, I mean, he could wake up today and, you know, he's, he's, he's up and now I'm sure. And he could just start eating. They, there's no way of knowing, but it's we're going on two or three days without food, and they say he's barely had anything to drink. Mm. And now the dehydration or dehydration gets in there. I said, I'm sure Peyton would call it dehydration. Um, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> but uh, so anyway, I don't know what's gonna happen. But that's the latest. And now I'm like thinking to myself, all right, I've got to get the kids over there, um, just because you know, like this is. This is the worst time of year. Why Why would this happen yeah. now? Couldn't they wait? Couldn't this thing wait? <laughs> right. Couldn't this wait until a different time of year? Um, but there you go. I that's, think, yeah. that's it. I think on your last step down on your dad, you said he was having, like, there was some trouble that he was having with, like, chewing or, or swallowing. He, or... he was choking. They had to give him the uh, the old Heimlich so that's not, a couple times. that's not this then. That, that This is just no. like he's lost his appetite? Yeah, so they started to puree his food, which is, by the way, that is the most disgusting and like it, it's it's so it's dehumanizing like the um, the fact that you have adults who are who are seventy something years old who forget how to swallow and they have to give them this nasty baby food. Oh, mm. if he knew, he has told me. He told me if he knew, if he knew what was happening to him right now, yeah. he would beg me to shoot him. And and I would if I knew I'd get away with it, I yeah. would put him out of his misery right now. He doesn't want to have somebody change his diaper. He doesn't want to have to eat this baby food. He wants a steak. He wants a pork chop. He wants a chicken breast. He wants he wants chicken cutlets. That's what he wants. <laughs> he wants chicken cutlets. He wants chicken parmesan. Uh, he wants veal parm. That's what he wants. He doesn't want baby food. He's eating Thanksgiving in a in a in a in a, in a soup can. I mean, that's what he's eating right you're now. You're gonna have to go back and get all the uh, chop senior segments. Uh, you're gonna have to go and oh, we're gonna have to replay them here and there, uh, probably with you out because. Uh, Oh, uh, I can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm have, a rock. Have, have the have, you mentioned you want to get the kids over there? Have the boys like? Is this going to be one of their first like big losses in their life? Have they had to go through this yet? Have you guys had to? So they lost. Yes, probably. Now, my ex-wife's grandfather, so their great granddad, but they were young. Yeah, you know they just call him old grandpa. They don't even know like they don't remember him. They were probably five and two, seven and four, whatever. They you know they, yeah. This would be it. This would be the first uh, real big one I think that they've lost. Um, and this would this would stink. Now like Julian, my youngest one, you know, well, my dad, I, I think he probably stopped knowing who he was. He's eleven now, so he was probably seven or eight when he stopped figuring who he was. So he maybe mm-hmm. still too young. My my oldest Luca, it will it will definitely hit him. You got a chop senior drop. Go there ahead. was a girl in the neighborhood when I was growing up. Her name was Marie Andalini. Mm-hmm. She knew more about the old cells each than anybody I've ever seen. Oh my god, <laughs> Bobby, this is a, <laughs> Sunday dinner. I think we called it. It's ten fifteen minutes of uh, him just getting interviewed. Gold had the accent. Oh yeah, had the humor. Had everything. So we may have to bring back some of the. Chop senior. Well, I'm sorry to hear all that. That sucks. Yeah, it does. That I appreciate sucks. that. But that sucks. If, look, I, 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 I'll be sad, but you know, like I've said, I, known. I've known. I haven't had a dad in in a few years. Like I haven't had a conversation with him. Yeah, he can't talk. He hasn't spoken in years. He doesn't know who I am. 
Uh, this is like I don't I don't want to see him like this is not the way to to live. It'll be for the best. It'll be for the best. I I'm taking our heart of the choppy. Sure. And, yeah. I, I, this I is how I my, deal with it. I, I joke around. My phone, you know. yeah, my phone is uh, full with voicemail because I've like started saving all my dad's voicemails. Oh boy, is that morbid? I'm like, I just want to have voice around uh, the emails, but like all my phone voicemails. If you call me and it's filled up, I'm like starting to save all the dad voicemails. I'm like, just get them out. Let, let me. I'm like, let me get home for Christmas. Let him come out here for the new house in March. Let him make it till that. Now he's in spectacular uh, health and shape for almost being 90, but, man. Yeah. Um, what's the bereavement leave around here? Because I'm like, I'm going to need a lot of days. Yeah. Long time, a lot of days. That might be the end of my uh, Odyssey career. <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm not even – I'm, like, half joking. I'm, yeah. I don't know – then you got to do a Father's Day topic, uh-huh. and then you got to sit there and see a father and a son catch. And I'm thinking about this crap already. It hit me yesterday. I'll tell you this because he, when I saw the breaking news that the the Juan Soto trade happened, he absolutely would have called me mm-hmm. and wanted to talk about. This. He's a big baseball Yankee. guy. He was a big Yankee fan. He yeah. absolutely would have called and wanted to talk about that. And I, when when I saw the news, I was uh, I was with my kids and I saw it, and, and I was like, the first thing I thought was I was waiting. I was waiting for him to call. Mm. And then I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, no, I am. The voice of Sunday night football, he's going to have the TV call of Cowboys, Eagles, the great Mike Tirico. Oh, Ryan got that whale swimming across early. The show of whales continues with Mike Tirico next on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.